Welcome to the Tide Talk Podcast, and now a word from our sponsors. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Tide Talk Podcast. Stacy Blackwood with Jake Thomas. Jake, how you doing tonight? Man, I'm doing great. I had a great weekend. Uh, ate way too much as usual, uh, but uh, that usually happens on a on a holiday weekend like that. Uh, how did you, how was y'all's weekend? Oh, everything was good. I did a lot of eating myself, but. I think that's what we're supposed to do. That's right. But, uh, yeah, we just wanted to bring bring another podcast. We said we'd be doing these periodically through the summer, kind of breaking down our uh, our saving era position groups or players, you know, at certain positions uh, throughout Nick Saban's tenure at Alabama. And uh, uh, this week we're going to be bringing you the running backs. Obviously, there's been a bunch of good ones come through since uh, since Saban's been the coach and uh, – we decided to, to to trim our list to five, mm-hmm. and because uh, uh, really that was hard enough in itself. So <laughs> we thought yeah. we would just keep it at five. I know a lot of people thought about maybe ten, but then you're starting to include about everybody. And you know, I, I thought it was better just to kind of narrow down that top five. Yeah, I agree. And uh, man, it was uh, it was tough um, to do that, but I believe. Uh, I believe we can do it. And I got my list ready if you got yours. I do. Why don't you go ahead and start us off with your we'll, – we'll, we'll count down this time. Who do you got at number five? Uh, I got uh, T.J. Yeldon. Um, you know, he uh, he come in and he did really well. Um, I mean, the thing about Alabama was, you know, or is, is there's so much talent at said position that, you know, a lot of people don't get to get to uh, – show the skills off um, that much, um, especially uh, like Yeldon, I believe. He, uh, you know, he had to share show the backfield uh, pretty much like every running back has has had to do. Um, but, I mean, he uh, – when he got to, to play, he contributed real well. Um, I mean, his uh, his freshman year, he, he averaged over – or he uh, got 1,108 yards of rush, and that's – I mean, that's a great 6.3 yards of carry. Um, his uh, sophomore year, he uh, did uh, uh, 1235 rushing and uh, six yards of carry, had 14 touchdowns. So uh, when he got to play, man, he was he was spectacular. Yeah, he, he really was. Uh, you know, he uh, – it's kind of weird. The only thing that kind of – you know, I, when I look, went back and looked, and I don't really remember being like this, was his, his junior year, he uh, only had 979 yards. But yeah. I believe I believe that's the year he he started splitting the backfield with a uh, with the sophomore at the time Derrick Henry, who we'll yeah. talk about I'm sure moving forward. But yeah. uh, but I actually have a, a TJ Yeldon at number five as well, um, and it was really tough for me. I wanted to put Damian Harris in there, mm-hmm. but but I couldn't do it simply because he never really had just what you would call you know, a spectacular season. I mean, he had a couple thousand yard seasons, but, you know, and and he averaged 7.1 yards a carry his sophomore year and 7.4, but he just didn't – he wasn't as dynamic as as some of the other guys on the list. So, I I left him off and and slid T.J. Yeldon in at at my five spot as well. And and I will never forget uh, the LSU game when Yeldon had that spectacular – I think it was in overtime, that little screen pass – it wasn't an overtime. It was uh, it was with about 40, yeah, 30, right. 40 seconds left to go in the game. 
Yeah, great. that's that, that's one of the most memorable plays, you know, really in album football history. And they were, I think, uh, was about around the 50-yard line as well, if I remember correctly. And, and uh, it, no, uh, no, I'm pretty sure we were inside the 30-yard line. It was a little screen pass. And, yeah. And I uh, and, and yelled, made a guy miss, as as Phil Savage <laughs> dramatically called. He, he hollered, make a man miss, and he, and he did. Yeah. And, uh, it led us to victory. And, you know, a- A.J. was emotional after that game. And it, that was that was a really big moment, uh, you know, really in Alabama history. Yeah, it was, definitely. So who you got at number four? I got uh, the one and only Eddie, Eddie Lacy. Um, you know, he, uh, again – you know, he had to share time a uh, couple with, uh, I believe, um, was it Trent that he shared time with? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And, I mean, we, uh, Trent, we know he was a great back. He, uh, but Eddie Lacy, you know, he uh, he was a, a, another great at Alabama under Saban, uh, running-wise. Um, he just uh, – he had a pretty good career at um, – at the Packers, but they let him go. He got, I think he got, you know, kind of let his body go. And, um, he just wasn't the, the type of running back, um, that they needed at the time. But I mean, he shoot his, uh, his stats though at Alabama was, was incredible. Um, I think he finished third one year in the Heisman uh, race. And, uh, but his, his junior year, he had a uh, 1,322 yards rushing and has 17, Russian touchdowns. I mean, he was an absolute beast, and he also uh, um, had a, a 189 yards receiving that year in 22 receptions. But uh, that that dude was an absolute beast at Alabama. Yeah, he. Uh, it's funny. He he was number four on my list as well, uh, and and really it had everything to do with that junior year. Yeah, he, I mean, he may not have just gaudy numbers. I mean, 1,300 yards at six and a half yards of carry is really good, but. You know he really he really took over a lot of games, and the game I think about is is the SEC championship game mm-hmm. uh, against Georgia, and he, he he had a monster day that day, kind of going head to head against Todd Gurley that year. So yeah. that that you know that that moment sticks out for me. He had a great uh, you know the next game against Notre Dame in the national championship game. He he was huge in that game. So really those two games, and I know you shouldn't you know base a career off that, but they were the two biggest games of his career, and he, and he performed well in both of them. And it made it stick out to me as far as you know the kind of career he had at Alabama. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, it's uh, it was. I mean, it's just amazing how we talk about these guys and the talent that's come through Alabama at every position, but just I mean at running back as well. Man, it's it's incredible. You know what's crazy to me is it doesn't seem that long ago that A. Lacey was there, and his last season was in 2012. So yeah. seven seven years ago, that's that's just crazy. It is. I mean, it's like yesterday he was there, <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, uh, moving right along, who do you have at number three? I got Trent Rickson. Uh, I just uh, mentioned him. Um, his uh, his junior year was his breakout year. Uh, he had a sixteen hundred and seventy nine yards rushing uh, and had twenty one touchdown runs. I mean, that dude. Um, he uh, he was simply incredible. Uh, and uh, he uh, he just never panned out in the NFL, but but for a college running back, man, he was one of the best uh, that's come through out of out, out of Alabama. Yeah, definitely one one of the one of the better running backs in Alabama. And uh, you know he had, he had you know he was really good his his freshman and sophomore years. 
Uh, you know, he had 750 yards his freshman year, uh, played in 11 games his soft, sophomore year and finished with 700 yards. But something about him, he, he always he was always a real threat out of the backfield. He he, he finished with uh, 730 re- career receiving yards at Alabama, which is you know yeah. pretty good for a running back. And uh, you know, of course, he had a big junior year, you know, with 1679 yards and uh, 5.9 yards of carry and 21 touchdowns, along with 338 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. So you know, he had over 2,000 yards from scrimmage that year. Yeah, but uh, that's actually why I do not have him at number three. Oh, I have Mark Ingram at number three. Oh, wow. And I know that's a lot of people are going to uh, hate me for this. My wife would hate me for this. She loves Mark Ingram. And uh, I think it's because, you know, he was kind of that first guy under Saban to to kind of change the running back position. You know, he won the Heisman Trophy, you know, his sophomore season when he had 1,600 yards and, and, and helped us win the first national championship under Saban. So, mm-hmm. I know that's it's kind of hard to, but I, it's, I'm just going by, you know, how well they dominated college and, and Trent Richardson dominated college. Yeah, that's. Pretty- I mean, he 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 was unstoppable in college. I mean, his freshman year, I know everybody remembers that, that run against Arkansas. Yeah. When he ran through about three or four guys, and I mean, it just it, he looked like a man against boys, and yeah, that's why I, that's why I have Trent at, at number two and Mark at number three. Oh wow! So who do you have at number two? Man, the one two for me, I've been tossing turn on 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 one two all day, um, but ultimately I've decided to put uh, Mark Ingram there. Um, yeah, he um, he was the first one, like you said, to get us our uh, uh, Heisman Trophy winner um, as an at Alabama. Uh, he also was the first uh, guy there, like you said, and he was the first one to get to lead the team to a national championship under Saban. And um, I mean, he had uh, he had uh, sophomore year. He had uh, sixteen hundred and fifty eight yards uh, rushing and uh, seventeen touchdowns. Um, he uh, kind of struggled his uh, junior year, but he still. Uh, well, he was ba- he was battling some injuries that year as well. And exactly, um, he only had eight hundred seventy five yards rushing. But but um, you know, I give I put him number two just for the legacy he left at Alabama. I mean, he, the dude's so humble. I mean, I remember when he won the the Heisman Trophy. He him just breaking down because you know he's had an issue with his dad, or he didn't have an issue with his dad. Just been in some trouble with the law and stuff, and him just showing emotion up there on that stage. Um, it was just incredible to see, and uh, I was glad that he won it because he's just a, such a humble person. Yeah, you know that was really one of the most memorable. Heisman speeches ever. I mean, I think if I remember right, he even thanked like the the, the teachers at the university for yeah. for winning the Heisman. I mean, he was just you could tell he was just overcome with emotion and mm-hmm. and gratitude for everybody that's helped him get to where he was at at that moment in time. And and uh, he really was a, a great running back. I hated to put him at number three. I just felt like Richardson was more of a dominant player. Oh yeah, uh, than, than what Mark Ingram was. But it's I you, we're we're. You know, we're splitting hairs here when we're comparing all these guys. It's oh yeah. I I do think obviously we both have the same guy in number, at number one, and that's Derrick Henry. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that was really any surprise. Mm-hmm. You know, he uh, he was one of those highly recruited kids, and he played a little bit his uh, his freshman year. But of course, his freshman year there was there was some guys in front of him yeah. that could play. So uh, you know, it was kind of hard for him to get in the game, but. Uh, you know, when he finally got his chance, 
his his junior year. Oh man, uh, he it was just he he was unreal. He was unstoppable. Yeah, I mean he he had a couple forty plus carry games. He he almost carried the ball four hundred times his mm-hmm. junior season. Yeah, he carried it three hundred ninety five times for two thousand two hundred nineteen yards and twenty eight touchdowns. Just unreal. Hey, you, uh, numbers numbers that year. Oh yeah, and you talk about uh, a you know Trent Richard being dominant. Derrick Henry was a dominant running back. I mean, uh, I will never forget against uh, Michigan State in the ball game. He just like like stiff on that dude and just flipped him over. I mean, it, yeah, I, I will never forget that. And and it seemed like Derrick Henry was he didn't want to get it. He didn't want a, a field in front of that stuff. He won't go find somebody to knock over. You know, hit and. And uh, I mean, he was just unbelievable. And and his sophomore year, he missed a uh, thousand yards by ten by ten yards. And uh, yeah. and that dude, I mean, he he was flat out amazing. And uh, he deserves to be number one. Um, you know, I hope um, Saban stays another ten years. And we, you know, if we do this another ten years from now, we we may put somebody else in number one. But but for right now, there's no there's no doubt that Derrick Henry. Is the the best running back Saban has coached at Alabama? Yeah, he was he was so dominant. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at at his game log from his junior season. He had uh, let's see, he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight games with twenty five plus carries. Ah. so I mean, he was fed the ball and he delivered. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, you know, in the national championship game, he, he carried the ball 36 times for 158 yards. Wow. Uh, and three touchdowns against Clemson. Uh, and, you know, that season, Alabama was kind of trying to find their way in the passing game with Jake Coker at quarterback. And, you know, they always had Derrick Henry to rely on, and, and he always delivered. He did. And he just, he just made so many plays for that team, and, and he really just carried the team on his back, you know, on the offensive side of the ball. Yes. He was, <laughs> he was really special, and, and to be as big as he was, and oh. to move like he can move, you know, he never looked like he was moving super fast, but nobody ever caught him. So right. Yeah, he was just, he he was just a lot of fun to watch, and uh, you know, he's obviously doing really well for the Tennessee Titans now too. He is. Once he once uh they got uh, rid of Murray, he become the number one back, and man, he he's dominated for the Titans as well. Yeah, he uh. He, yeah, yeah. They, like you said, when when they got rid of Demarco Murray and decided to let, uh, you know, Derrick Henry be the be the focal point, mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of changed uh, his trage- trajectory as a player in, in the National Football League. I agree. Uh, but as far as that goes, I, we've obviously wrapped up our top five. I do want to touch on a couple things though that's that's kind of happened uh, since we've last talked. Obviously, uh. uh you know, we want to send our, our condolences to the Auburn family and to, to the Rod Bramlett family. You know, as you know, Rod and his wife Paula tragically passed away this past weekend in a car accident. So, uh, you know, if there happens to be any Auburn fans that, that listen to this, uh, we just want to tell you that we're thinking about you. And, uh, you know, if there's, you know, I, I, we understand that there's nothing that we can really do. It's all over with. But, you know, we are thinking about you, and you know, rivalry aside, uh, you know, we we understand this is a difficult time for Auburn. Yes, it is, and um, you know, uh, something on uh, on a positive note, um, it looks like our uh, uh, coach, a uh, basketball coach, has been out recruiting. If uh, you seen the little 
subliminal message tweet that he put out today. So, you know, we got to keep an eye on that as well. The day come on or the days come as well. So um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what, what happens with that. Yeah. Uh, I love Nate Oates. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, you know, he's, I, I don't He just, he just come in and it's been amazing. You know, I don't understand this ain't, this ain't a basketball, um, you know, episode, but you know, it's, it's hard not to talk about what he's doing for, for Alabama basketball at the moment, you know, so it's amazing. Yeah, And if, and for those who, who doesn't realize what, what, uh, Jake is talking about, um, uh, Nate Oates sent out a, a tweet today with a with an emoji on it yeah. that a certain uh, transfer uh, is kind of known for, mm-hmm. and who was also on campus was it was either today or yesterday. It was I think he was on campus yesterday. Yeah. So uh, and actually that uh, said transfer retweeted. Yeah. That tweet. So. Uh. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> want to make assumptions, but it's looking pretty good. I think we'll yeah. see. So yeah, I think I do think we'll know something in the next uh, twenty four hours. I think by this time tomorrow night we'll know. Yeah, that's that's just that's just my feeling. Also, it's uh, it's it's being reported that uh, that Tevin Mack is is going to transfer. Yep. Uh, you know that was a. Uh, that was uh, reported by Evan Daniels first. Uh, you know, I hate to see that. I I really like Tevin Mack's game. I don't think he was utilized correctly. Stop me if you've heard that before when talking about the Avery Johnson error. But uh, uh, I do wish Tevin the best, and that does open up that, you know, one more position or one more uh, scholarship spot. So uh, right. that is definitely something to keep an eye on. And – uh you know, I hate to see Tevin go, but we do wish him the best, and uh, yeah. maybe he'll land on his feet somewhere and, you know, uh, make the most of his situation. Uh, I hope so, too. I mean, I just didn't think uh, Avery used him correctly, and I hope he gets a chance to show off what he can do uh, elsewhere. But we wish him nothing but the best, as you said. Yeah, and while we're talking about hoops, I don't know if, if you happen to – if you saw it today, Jake, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I'm a big Javion Davis Fleming fan. Yes. And, and he tweeted out a photo – Oh man, of, of his of his body transformation in one year. Yeah. So on this date in 2018, so 365 days ago, Javion Davis Fleming weighed 287 pounds, mm-hmm. and uh, yep. still had had some some baby fat on him. Yeah, he did. And as of today, he is down to 253 pounds, with more muscle definition and no baby fat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he definitely looks like he could run up and down the court right now. So uh, that's big. I think he is somebody who has a chance to be a really good basketball player for Alabama. I agree. And, uh, you know, if obviously he is a hard worker or he would not be – he would not have made the transformation he's made in a year's time. So, yeah, uh, we're looking forward to that. Uh, you know, I, I can't wait till basketball season. I can't wait till football season. I know it. Uh, it's just dragging. The, it hadn't even got. It hadn't even started summer really yet. It's not even June. But uh, but like we said, we're going to be back here. You know, in the next week or two, however long it takes to to break down another position group or whatever that may be. And uh, uh, somebody did bring it to our attention. I think it'll probably be our our last podcast of the summer. Is 
our top five Alabama players of all time, regardless of position. Oh, wow. And uh, and we'll we'll, we'll do that, but we're going to wait till we kind of break down all the position groups, Mm. you know, under the saving era before we do that. And maybe that'll kind of be our, uh, our last, uh, kind of talk before we, for the actual fall camp starts, uh, in August. So there's a, there's a lot to look forward to from the Tide Talk podcast. You know, make sure you keep up, keep up with us on Twitter. You know, remember you use the hashtag Tide Talk Mm -hmm. and, uh, where our Twitter's at Tide Talk, uh, underscore pod. Uh, I'm at Stacy or at Blackwood 89. And I'm at a Jay Thomas Tide. Yeah. So make sure you, you know, follow us, tweet at us, use the hashtag Tide Talk. And uh, we look forward to talking to everybody. We'll see y'all next time. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, guys.